We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tyler Dunn. He is the founder of Go Long. You can check it out, golongtd.com. Tyler, welcome to the show, bud. I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. So... I explain. Yeah, explain what's so going on. So we have a brand new phone system that we actually turned on for the first time and started using at three o'clock today. So that was a real pain in the ass to get you on the air, but <laughs> the upside is you are the first official guest yes, on right. the new phone line, which you can put that on your LinkedIn if you want. Let's break this son of a BN. I love it. I love it. We're we're good to go. We're good. Excellent. So, uh, you know who's not good to go? The Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I got to ask you, man, like, because there have been plenty of reasons. I'm not doubting the Green Bay Packers' reasoning for wanting to move on for Aaron Rodgers, who seems like he's been a first-grade pain in the ass here recently. But what was really the breaking point between Rodgers and the Packers? Right. I mean, they should have done this two years ago when he's dragging your organization out to the public square to be flogged and punished publicly, you know, via his strong uh, assembly of allies and surrogates. I mean, lest we forget, two years ago, all we heard locally, nationally, is how dare Brian Gutekind let it get to this point where Aaron Rodgers wants out. How dare you draft a quarterback, which just so happens to be the most important position in sports. So I guess enough is enough. You know, he did what what he does. He, He plays really well in the regular season wins a couple more MVPs, and then chokes in the playoffs. So I think, the, I think it really does start with Jordan Love. Year two to year three, this is a quarterback that just took a huge jump. And, you know, he's in constant dialogue with Matt LaFleur, with the Green Bay Packers every single offseason. His personal quarterback's coach, Steve Calhoun, he, he's talking to LaFleur. They're, they're, they're talking about specific drills, specific fundamentals to work on. You know, meanwhile, all they can get out of Aaron Rodgers is a few text messages between his podcast appearances you know, talking about taking number twos in the dark. So I think it's just reached that point where it's done. They're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. They, they want to start Jordan Love. This is the investment that they made in 2020, and they want to see what he has. They, they think he's ready. You saw a little bit in Philly. It was really, really good. And it's just a matter of getting somebody to take as much of that money that they can get to take. I, I really don't even think the compensation is going to be a hang-up here. If they can just get – something reasonable from the Jets, from anybody, uh, they want to wipe their hands clean of Aaron Rodgers at this point. So with that being said, the, the Packers are ready and raring to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Are Packers fans? They are, they, which honestly surprises me a little bit. As somebody who here has heard from Packer fans the last few years, I've been, I've been kind of pushing for Jordan Love a while, and you know it was, it was mutant and blocking season for a while, and at this point, it's about 75 to 80% uh, fans that are ready to see Jordan Love. They went through all of this before, right? They went through it with Brett Favre in 2008. And this is a quarterback that in Favre that, that took you within one pass, one overtime of the Super Bowl, um, played really, really well in 07, was Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. And, and at that point, Ted Thompson had the balls to move on. I mean, he, he 
they believed what they had in Aaron Rodgers, and they did it. They moved on, and I, I think that finally Brian Gutekind is going to have the power here. It's a little different organizationally. Back then, Ted had full control. Now Gutekind reports to Mark Murphy. Matt LaFleur reports to Mark Murphy. And I think if it was Gutekind's call, he would have moved on a year ago and gone with Jordan Love. Now, now everybody's on the same page. They're ready to move on. And I think the fact that fans went through this all before and they're a little tired of Aaron Rodgers, by and large, they're, they're ready to see what they have in Jordan Love. So where do we, we think he ends up ultimately? Is it New York with the Jets? I think so. I mean, Green Bay wants to get into the AFC. Um, I, I think the Jets have a desperate owner, uh, desperate enough to give you, you know, a, a decent pick. I don't know. I don't think they'll get a first, but maybe a second, and they're willing to, to eat that money. And, and yeah, and I, they're giving Aaron Rodgers a say here because this was a terrible contract that Green Bay signed. I mean, it was a failure on all fronts to give him that much guaranteed money. And Aaron Rodgers can always use that threat of retirement. So even though he doesn't technically have a no-trade clause, he pretty much does. I mean, he's got veto power here. So it's just a matter of Aaron wanting to reunite with Nathaniel Hackett, who, by the way, he loves. I mean, he was closer to Hackett than he was to anybody in the, in the building in Green Bay. If he believes in the defense, the supporting cast, I think the Jets, you know, even if they're, they're operating out of a state of desperation here because – they keep whiffing on top five picks in the draft. I mean, they're not going to go that, that route again. They, they want to go the veteran route. They're going to need some buy-in from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're going to need him to show up for OTAs and work with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, whoever you have at receiver, because you saw what happened in Green Bay, right? He, he didn't show up really till training camp, didn't start working with these guys till late in the game, didn't do what Mahomes did, flying guys into Fort Worth, Texas, and, and it showed. So you're going to need that buy-in, but I think you'll get it. I think he's going to be motivated. He's going to be pissed off and wanting to stick it to Green Bay, stick to all of us who say he's done, who say that everybody decided Tom Brady falls off a cliff at 39-40. So it, it, when you really kind of break it down, it works out for all parties involved here to get a deal done. Tyler Dunn, founder of Go Long, that's GoLong.com, or sorry, GoLongTD.com on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, talking the latest on Aaron Rodgers' Two years from now, right? Aaron Rodgers is off in New York. Maybe he's still playing. Maybe he's not. Uh, actually, let's go further. Let's go five years into the future. Aaron's uh, been retired for, for a year, maybe more. Um, who do Green Bay Packers fans say is higher on the totem pole in organizational history, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre? I think it's Brett Favre, and I'm, I'm not sure it will be much of a debate because of the state of the franchise pre-Farf. I mean, this is a team from, God, from 68 to 92 was completely irrelevant. And then free agency, you know, is brought upon the NFL, and, and you're wondering if this team is going to be even more irrelevant than they were. Uh, they, they needed to upgrade the stadium, or, or they were in danger of, you know, not even really being viable in the modern NFL. I mean, Brett Favre changed everything. He, he really was the driver to Green Bay becoming what Green Bay is today, where they, they basically just snap their fingers and, and have their own title town district, their own town around that stadium. And it, it all started with Favre. So I, I think the context matters. You know, when Aaron Rodgers took over, it was a really good roster, a really good team, not to take anything away from him. I mean, he won all these MVPs. He won a Super Bowl. But um, I, I think the Packer fans that have kind of seen this through know that it was a different game in the 90s, right? You could hit the quarterback. 
in a way you just can't today. That, that, that far probably is ahead of Rodgers because Rodgers never did get that second Super Bowl. If he did, maybe it's a different conversation. But, gosh, I, I think you know after he beat Pittsburgh 31-25 and had those clutch throws, the throw to Greg Jennings over Ryan Clark, just unbelievable. We all assumed he'd be back in that game competing for more Super Bowls, and, and he never – got back. So I, I think as good as Aaron Rodgers was, fans are going to be looking back at him as just a colossal what if, right? I mean, a lot of it's on him. A lot of it's on Mike McCarthy, Ted, however you slice it. But you know, he, he's not uh, a top five, maybe not even a top 10 quarterback because he just couldn't finish where we all thought he could. Tyler, I know we have you on to talk about Aaron Rodgers here, but I, I did see on your podcast, you delved into the other quarterback situations around the NFL. I have some very strong takes on what happened in New York with Daniel Jones. Uh, I won't, I, I'm going to try not to editorialize here, but they went uh, from uh, declining the fifth year option to a year later giving him a four year, $160 million contract. Is this, do you, are, are you sure this is going to work out the way the Giants wanted to with Daniel Jones in that contract? I do. I do. I, because they have the best teacher of the position in the game with Daniel Jones every day, Brian Dable. I mean, I live here in Buffalo, and I still think they let the better coach leave the building, and they're going to suffer the consequences long-term. Dable, he checks every box. Guys want to run through a wall for him. Schematically, he's, he's three, four, five moves ahead. Uh, he, he's bold. He, you know, he goes for two in week one against Tennessee. You know, he gets the new NFL where, you know, the new – Second down is third down. I mean, he's going to keep his pedal to the metal. And now, yeah, they got to go get him a receiver. It's going to be tough given this contract, but I think they can. They'll have a better team around Daniel Jones. I don't know. I, I, I get the criticism. 40 mil a year is obviously, a, it seems like an absurdly high number, but that's what Dak is making. That's kind of what it costs. And why not just keep a good thing going, right? I mean, Dayball got the most out of Daniel Jones. Just, just don't hit reset. Keep that thing moving and you'll improve. I think that we tend to forget that these quarterbacks, they can get better. I mean, Jordan Love, I mean, he was written off by a bus by, by local beat writers who saw him day in and day out. I mean, everybody who saw him day in and day out didn't think that this guy was any good. Man, year three, here's Green Bay moving on from Aaron Rodgers, and they're not looking back. So I think Daniel Jones improved a ton under the best coach in the NFL, and, and that arrow is only going to point up. So, so why start over, right? I mean, why completely throw that away? Tyler, uh, Lamar Jackson's kind of a big topic for us here because he's in our div- uh, division, the FC North, of course, and we're just trying to figure out what the heck's going to happen with him in Baltimore. What do you, what do you predict? What do you think he, uh, where do you think he ends up? Man, I was thinking commanders, and I know they're one of the teams that made it very clear, like the entire NFL did, we don't want Lamar Jackson. I mean, nothing, nothing to see here, right? I mean, it's not like these uh, owners don't want guaranteed contracts becoming the norm or anything. <laughs> it's strange. I, I'd still guess Commanders because you know Dan Snyder needs that that product to look nice and pretty when he's trying to sell it, and he doesn't want to sell it to Jeff Bezos. I guess when push comes to shove, maybe he does. Maybe he gets the seven billion. Who knows? I mean, the, the Denver Broncos were able to to move their franchise for a lot of money after that Russell Wilson traded. I feel like, you know, if there's a rogue owner out there that's willing to give in to Lamar Jackson, it, it would be that one. It would be Snyder. So, we'll see. I mean, the Ravens are willing to let him shop, shop his services around, and they're kind of calling his bluff saying, hey, the market's not out there for you. Good luck. He doesn't have an agent. 
So that works against Lamar. It, it still blows my mind, guys. I mean, you, you see Lamar Jackson a lot more than me in that division, but to, to, to let it get to this point just feels like a complete failure on the Ravens' front. I mean, how, I, I get it. You know, you don't want to give a fifth-year salary cap to one player, but the risk of, you know, voluntarily throwing your franchise back into the quarterback abyss in purgatory. I mean, I, I'd take five years of guaranteed money for Lamar Jackson over five years of looking for the next Lamar Jackson. Tyler Dunn on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline with Nick and Dustin. Uh, I did want to get to just the NFL draft here. I, I have compared this to like the 2018 quarterback class where it's like, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of really nice quarterbacks out of here. I just don't know who they are, the top five guys. If I gave you the number one pick in the NFL draft on a quarterback-needy team, who would you feel most comfortable taking with that you think will actually be a franchise quarterback and not just a good quarterback? Great question, and I'll definitely defer to all of these personnel people and scouts and coaches that uh, our guy Bob McGinn, he's covered the draft for decades and decades. He's he's bringing a series to, to go along. Key.com people want to subscribe and check it out. But he put up a piece today. And these scouts are really critical year in, year out, of the quarterbacks especially. And holy cow, did they have great things to say about Bryce Young. I was kind of blown away by the, the, the praise kind of bestowed upon Bryce Young. And, yeah, the size is a problem, but they really view him as a franchise changer in every conceivable way with his game with his intangibles all of that i know the nfl draft season is a beast unto itself and you know we're going to be just inundated with mock drafts every second of every day to uh to dangerous degrees but anthony richardson yeah amazing combine a lot to be excited about but that dan campbell's right i mean that, that, that those are prospects running around in pajamas put on the film look at what these guys did in college and bryce young did it week in and week out in the NFL's minor league system of the SEC. Follow this man on the Twitter machine at Ty Dunn. Check out golongtd.com. He is the founder of it. Tyler, great stuff on Aaron Rodgers uh, all through this entire process. Great stuff with us today, buddy. We appreciate you. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks so much for having me on. Anytime. I think it's really, really interesting. It's really it's it's always interesting to me how breakups are perceived in the NFL. Like the Ravens aren't taking hardly any criticism for risking losing Lamar Jackson for what I mean we like what is a franchise quarterback worth in the NFL? Look at what it, the franchise quarterback in the NFL is worth whatever you can give up. I mean six top 100 picks for the Browns a year ago. For Deshaun well, like, Watson, I, I saw somebody on Twitter, somebody who was, uh, I forget who it was, it was somebody I respected. Let's call him Jerry. <clears throat> okay, Jerry. I saw Jerry on Twitter said, you know, Lamar Jackson, someone might give, give up two first-round picks, and they were like, no, nah, I'd give up three. Yeah, no, right? So there's no criticism of Baltimore outside of Baltimore for how they're handling this because what re- reporters have kind of strung this narrative oh, this is all in Lamar because Lamar doesn't have an official agent. Which, by the way, yeah, I, th- I think that's probably part of why the, the contract situation has, has gone as badly as it's gone is that Lamar has taken these conversations to be very personal. Yeah. And you can't. These are business. When they say they value that way, they're just trying to get you at a cheaper price point. It's clear Lamar is in his feelings. 
Baltimore's also playing a game of chicken with the best quarterback they've had in franchise history. That's fact. So both situations, like, in, and I'll say this, to what he was saying about uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, the Packers are taking no heat for this. And I, I think that's fascinating because I think in the same way, in a year's time, the New York Giants fans could be screaming about the contract that the Giants just gave four years under uh, sixty million for Daniel Jones. I think in a year's time, we all assume—sorry, uh, they assume—Jordan Love's going to hit the ground running and be another great quarterback. It's so rare that what happened in Green Bay, where you go from Hall of Fame quarterback that plays damn near twenty years to another Hall of Fame quarterback that plays for damn near 20 years. Yep. One of those things is is rare, let alone bookending them with each other almost 40 years of great quarterback play. I, I think it's much more likely a year from now, they're where Indianapolis was after going from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, where they have to sort of scramble to find the quarterback situation. And I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers, but but Aaron Rodgers being in the media, Aaron Rodgers talking to non-traditional media outlets has opened up and absolved the Packers from blame. And it's wild. Yeah, turn your mic there, buddy. It's amazing, Nick. You know, th- this guy has been such a great quarterback for so long. And the fact that he is just kind of a dodo. Well, but like... Isn't Aaron Rodgers, as a fan, isn't Aaron Rodgers what we want of our quarterbacks? Yes, because but they've been so spoiled since 2006, mm-hmm. seven when he took over. Mm-hmm. I think it was like closer to 2000. We're the same draft class. So he, he, 05, we were drafted. He mm-hmm. didn't play in 05. I don't think he played he for the first three years. He didn't years. play in, in 06. He started playing like 07, 08. Yeah, somewhere right? in there. Yeah. But, but the point is, he's been there for 15 years mm-hmm. and played. And won them a Super Bowl. And they're so rotten, spoiled yep. with winning yep. that they're just like, eh, okay. We're just kind of kind of over this guy. And Aaron talking to the media somehow absolved or or tired out the Packers fans. Like, listen, guys, Baker could have said anything he wanted if he had just kept winning. I mean, Baker's, you look at the 2020 numbers. Baker was good. Baker wasn't a franchise quarterback in 2020. But he got to the playoffs. He had real, he had great numbers for a Browns quarterback, and they got a playoff win. Yep. But all of a sudden, that's not, oh, we had a down year. Just wait. <laughs> At the same point, just wait to see what happens in Jets Nation if Aaron Rodgers doesn't Be work out. Be careful what you wish for. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.